Hey everybody, Anton Corelli here, and welcome back to the e-commerce lifestyle podcast. So today we are going to be talking about risk management, especially when it comes to high ticket orders. So the reason this topic's coming up today for this episode is because we just had a post in our private Facebook group for members of Dropship Lifestyle, where one of our members had shown a screenshot from a Shopify store, and he had one order come in for $8,610. Now this order came in from a customer who ordered 20 of the same item. That's why the price got so high ticket. Now with this specific example, this customer actually called to place the order. So he called the member of Dropship Lifestyle, he called the business, he asked for a quote for 20 units of a specific item, and then the member of Dropship Lifestyle created what's known as a draft order inside of Shopify, and he sent that invoice to the customer. The customer paid it with a credit card, so everything seems good, right? No problems there. Well, what happened is Shopify payments, which many of us use to process payments, they flagged this order as high risk and they instructed the member of Dropship Lifestyle that if he wants to keep this order, they're gonna keep the money on hold for 90 days, meaning he wouldn't get it deposited into his bank account for 90 days. And they advised him to cancel and refund this order because they flagged it as high risk. Now, he also posted a follow-up screenshot with it of why Shopify said that it was high risk. So they go through the different uh, things that can cause a, an order to be flagged as fraud. And the one that this one failed for were characteristics of this order are similar to fraudulent orders observed in the past. Now, as far as the card matching up with the address and having the, the correct CVV code and all of that, that all passed. So again, the reason it was flagged is because Shopify said that they have seen things like this order that were similar in the past that were fraudulent. So the first thing I should say is it definitely is possible that this order is fraudulent. Maybe this was a very confident scammer and they said, you know what? I found this website. I'm just going to call them. I'm going to give them this stolen credit card number. I'm going to get 20 of these items delivered to who knows where, and then I'm going to disappear and never respond again. So definitely possible this is fraudulent and it shouldn't be fulfilled and it should be canceled and all should be just done and moved on with. With that being said, there are false flags. Again, I can't say for sure this is one. I don't know at all, but I just wanted to make this podcast to say what I would do if I was in this exact situation right now. So typically when we're dealing with orders that are marked as risky, I always recommend calling the customer first because most of the times people aren't confident enough or scammers, I should say, aren't confident enough to just call. So if you get an order that's marked as fraud or marked as high risk and you just call the number, most of the time no one's even gonna answer. It might Someone might answer and say, what are you talking about? I have no idea who this is. Sometimes it won't even be a real number. So in this situation, it's different because again, this customer called in to get that quote for 20 of these items. So in this scenario, what I would do is kind of go like behind the scenes, detective style and start doing my own research. So I would take the name of the customer from the order. I would Google that. I would try to see everything I could find out about this person, make sure that the area that they say they're in is where records online come up of where this person actually is. I would also go to Facebook and search for the email address of the order and the person's name from the order and see what I can gather from their Facebook profile if they have one. On top of that, I would Google the address, the shipping address, obviously, and the billing address. If they're the same, that's great. If they're different, again, it doesn't mean it's fraud, but I would still search both of them. Now, because in this specific example, the customer wanted to order 20 of the same thing. Now, that's something that could be very reasonable, right? 
Maybe it's a business, and most likely if they're ordering 20 of the same thing, it's for business-related purposes. So when I was searching for this person's name, their email address, and the actual physical address, I would be looking for a business associated with any of them. And what I would do is once I found that business, I would call that number specifically. So if the number you find when you're on Google doing your behind-the-scenes detective work is different than the number that you found from the customer placing the order on their invoice, call the number you find on Google, say, hey, this is Joe from joestore.com. Just wanted to confirm a few things about the order you placed last night or whenever. Again, they might say, I have no idea what you're talking about. Or they might say, oh yeah, you know, our boss placed that order, whatever it is. But again, start to do your own research here. And the reason I would say to do this rather than just write the order off completely is because it's a big order. Again, you know, what was it, 8.6 thousand bucks? The profit there is literally thousands of thousands of dollars. So it's worth spending that time on Google and on Facebook and on the phone to try to verify if this customer, you know, that just placed the order with you is who they say they actually are. Now, after you do this research, you might just find, hey, yeah, it actually is a business and I called the business phone number and I went to Google Maps and I searched the address and here's the actual business that it's shipping to and maybe Shopify got this wrong. Now, if if that is what you find, you can do a couple of things. One of them is if you can float the cash for 90 days, then you can just go ahead and leave the order as is in Shopify. You'll get the payment to you deposited in your bank account in 90 days, and you can float the whatever it might be, $4,000 cost of goods sold, and get the customer their product and get your payout later. Now, if you're new or you just don't wanna float the money yourself, the second option and probably the best option, again, this is assuming you verified the order yourself and you feel totally confident with it. What I would recommend you do then is you simply call the customer again and you say, hi, Joe, you know, again, you know, it was great talking to you yesterday. Listen, our bank flagged this order. They're saying that for them, it's high risk and they're not allowing us to process this payment. We definitely still wanna do business with you, but if you wanna proceed with this order, we're gonna have to do it through a bank transfer, a simple wire, and because of the inconvenience, what I can actually do is take an extra 2.9% off of your order total because we're not paying the credit card fee, you're sending us a wire, so we can cut the cost by an extra 2.9%. Is that okay with you? Okay, great. I'm going to email you with our bank details. You could send the wire over and we'll still get this order shipped out as soon as possible. So what that does is get you the money right away because it's a wire. You have no 90 delay. You can cancel the credit card payment in Shopify. And also a bank wire is not like a credit card where somebody can just call the next day and say, hey, somebody stole my credit card, right? So it's a lot more legit. And again, assuming you verify the order, you're on your own, then you should be a lot more or comfortable and confident going through with this. Now, if you, again, do your research online, you can't find anything on this person, on the address, on Facebook, then I would not recommend proceeding with it because the truth is services like Shopify payments with their risk analysts and uh, things like ClearSale, you know, they really are pretty good with what they do. So if you can't verify anything yourself that gives you confidence that this order is legit, then you can just go ahead and just cancel it, tell the customer, sorry, we're not able to fulfill this order. Um, again, assuming that you really do think it's fraud. And finally, let's just say you are 90% confident that the order is legit, but you're not at the point where you're comfortable either floating your own money or proceeding with this order on your own because maybe you don't have any kind of 
bankroll or any business history or any safety net where that 10% chance of risk would crush you. Now that could happen when, if you're doing your research, maybe you can verify some things about the order and the customer and you really have no reason not to believe they are who they say they are, but there's no one else to back it up, right? There's not a business you can find that the order is associated with or anything like that where you're really getting that, that peace of mind. Now, if you're in that situation, what I would recommend you do is reach out to the supplier of the 20 products that the customer placed the order for and simply let them know what's going on. Say, hey, I spoke to this guy last night, he called in, he wants 20 pieces of whatever the item number is, and say, when I went ahead and processed this order, Shopify Payments told me that it was high risk and they're not willing to process this order for me, so what I wanna do is work out a deal with you, I can verify that you know this guy is where he says he is and it seems like it's legit, but can you go ahead and reach out to this customer and process the order, and if you feel comfortable with it, pay us a referral fee when the order is placed. Now, the reason this can work is because the supplier, right, the brands you're working for, they are, if you're brand new in, in this situation, it means you're, you're brand new and you're just starting out. They're a lot bigger than you, they have a lot more experience than you, and they'll be more confident themselves of verifying an order or not. Now, again, don't do this if you're 50% confident that the order is good or if you have no idea, right? Only do this if you really do believe the order is legit, but you're just not comfortable upfront right now floating that much money or doing the wire thing, right? So if that is the situation you're in right now, reach out to your sales rep at the brand, see if you can work out a deal where you refer the customer to them, and if they process the order, they pay you a referral fee. Of course, that amount will be less than you would have on your own if you process it through your store, but you're also kind of handing off that, that work on them to, to verify the order. So those are the three different scenarios, guys. How I would process the order myself if I could verify it was legit. How I would just cancel it myself if I couldn't get anywhere near at least 90% confident that it was a legit order. And how I would just cancel the thing if, of course, I can't verify anything other than what I got out of that first phone call. So hope you found that helpful. As always, if you you did, I would really appreciate it if you went over to Apple Podcasts and left a five-star review. It really helps the podcast. And if you're listening or watching and you're brand new here and you want to see exactly how we build highly profitable semi-automated online stores, be sure to go to dropshipwebinar.com, D-R-O-P-S-H-I-P webinar.com, where you're going to get a full three-hour training from me that shows you how we pick niches, how we get suppliers, how we build websites, how we get traffic, everything you you need to know to get started on the right path to dropshipping success. So thank you everybody. Appreciate you. And I'll talk to you in the next episode of the podcast. Bye.